When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Perky's Voice is brought to you by Wellmark Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Serving the Hawkeye State for more than 80 years. This season, choose healthcare coverage you can count on from Wellmark. Visit wellmark.com to get a game plan today. Welcome to Herky's Voice. I'm Sasha Schmid. Chloe Lacoste is originally from Canada, but in the fall of 2011, she found her way to Iowa City, Iowa and our Hawkeye women's soccer team. Chloe, a natural athlete with a deep competitive spirit, immediately impacted Hawkeye soccer. For all four of her seasons as a Hawkeye, she led the team in scoring. She set the bar high and pushed the program into new levels of success and helped the team secure their first postseason NCAA appearance in 2013. Since Chloe's graduation from Iowa, she has only continued to push herself as a soccer player in the international professional women's soccer leagues around the world. Today, Chloe's pro career is rising. She is the leading scorer for Benfica, a club based out of Lisbon, Portugal. Chloe's success has also led her to a new exciting endorsement deal with New Balance. And this fall, Chloe is preparing for her Champions League debut. Take a listen to Hawkeye Soccer alum, Chloe Lacoste. Welcome to Herky's Voice. I'm Sasha Schmid, and today I have Chloe Lacoste with us, and she has joined us via Zoom link from Portugal. Um, Chloe, welcome to Herky's Voice. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I've been looking forward to speaking with you. We, you know, we're thinking of alums that we would love to speak with and are kind of moved on from their Hawkeye career and doing well in the professional ranks. And your name definitely came up. Um, so many people have told me what an impact you had on Iowa athletics as a soccer player. And now um, with a really successful professional career. Um, so I, I can't wait to hear about all of this. 
we kind of love starting on Herky's voice at your, your, your childhood and your family backgrounds and just kind of learning more about where you grew up. Um, I, I understand you're from Ontario, Canada. You want to tell us a little bit about your, um, family and your upbringing? For sure. So most people, especially like when I was at Iowa, they know Canada as, you know, a hockey country. Um, my town is called Sudbury. Um, it's very, it's a, it's a big enough community, but it's very uh, hockey focused. Um, and my mom, she told me when I was growing up that I wasn't going to play hockey because she didn't want to sit in a cold arena all the time because she had friends that always had to sit in cold arenas. And she's kind of, my mom's a little bit of a beach hunter and a sun hunter from Canada. It's a little bit hard to find at times. <laughs> um, so she decided, well, I have an older brother and he always played soccer in the yard and he joined um, a recreational soccer league and I would play with him in the backyard all the time and I was very competitive at a young age and I became quite passionate about the game and I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm about three years old so in Canada you have to be about five years old to register um, within a league and my father was like you know what she's three years old but she's doing really well against her older brother at the time so he signed me up with a U5 recreational league and he told them I was five years old, you know, <laughs> back in the day, they didn't really look into that. So I started playing then with the older girls and it was, I guess it was mixed, so older girls and boys. And that's where it started. Just started wow. growing from there. <laughs> three years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah three years old. <laughs> that is young. And was it always soccer for you? Did you play any other sports or did you just know that soccer was your sport? Yeah, so growing up, I did Taekwondo and soccer. Um, I grew up watching Karate Kid a bunch, and I was completely obsessed with the film. And I told my dad I wanted to be Karate Kid, and he was like, okay, we'll sign you up. But I guess there was no karate classes in my town. Um, there was just hockey, but we found Taekwondo. So he signed me up for that. And till about 14, year old, 14 years old, I was quite competitive in both Taekwondo and soccer. But then I had to make a decision which one it was going to be because they were both so time consuming. And, uh, well, I guess I went with soccer, clearly. <laughs> when I was speaking with um, Dave Diani, our soccer coach here at Iowa, about you, he actually, he actually told me you have a black belt. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have a black belt, a first degree um, black belt in Taekwondo. And, yeah, I'd say it's, it's definitely quite an accomplishment. It's something I definitely like to brag about. <laughs> and I like to bring up as my fun fact at parties. <laughs> Nobody really believes it, but that's okay. <laughs> well, he, he told me about it because he really felt like it, it has made a huge impact on your soccer. He said you're one of the, the most balanced female soccer players um, that he's ever seen. And he thinks it's really it was really you know, mm-hmm. a, a positive compliment to your, to your soccer game. I would definitely say the sports definitely go together very well because growing up with Taekwondo, I was extremely flexible and you're always focused on your flexibility, your balance, um, and just general focus. Like Taekwondo is almost an art and it's so respected and you have to learn to respect everything you do within that sport. Um, and there's so many similarities, like for Taekwondo, it's called a roundhouse kick. Um, if you know martial arts, it's almost as similar as a half volley in soccer. It's the same thing, except you add the ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. And there's so many similar movements. So I would definitely say they complemented one another. How old were you when you reached a black belt status? 
Um, I, for my hometown, I was the youngest person to reach um, black belt status, and I was 12 years old. Wow. Um, and I started Taekwondo when I started soccer at about three years old. So I got an early start as well. <laughs> wow. Major accomplishment. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. So I can see how both those two trainings really complemented you. I'm sure physically, but also mentally, emotionally, Taekwondo yeah. was a huge benefit. When did you know um, that you wanted to play soccer in, in college? And did you know that you wanted to go to the U.S. for, for your college career? Um, so when I, I knew I wanted to play soccer, I think it's because what drew me to that sport instead of Taekwondo was the team aspect of it. Um, there came a point in my career um, as a martial artist that it was so individualized and I was really putting a lot of pressure on myself and it was really building because um, when you go into fights like in Taekwondo you compete in sparring and in patterns and what my focus was was sparring which is like fighting and um, it really got me worked up as far as stress and honestly I think to this day though it's helped with my mental focus because I would put myself under so much pressure and strain to compete and I put it all on myself and it was nice to be able to play soccer and have that team to also be able to support you and elevate you through difficult games and tough times. Um, and as far as playing in the States, that, so when I was growing up, that was almost like going pro. If you could, if you could make it to play and get a scholarship in the United States from Canada, it was a big deal. That still is a big deal and quite an honor. Yeah. Um, so that was always my main focus and my goal when I was growing up as a soccer player. And how did you find the University of Iowa and our soccer program? Um, well, really, I was really um, studying and learning about all the different leagues in the States because we don't have the upbringing like American kids and American teens. We don't know what's happening within the country. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the two leagues that really drew my eye were the Big Ten and the ACC. Yeah. And there, were quite a, there was quite a few teams from the Big Ten that I spoke with. But at the time, it was Ron Rainey, and he really gravitated to me, and he seemed very down to earth. And that really, for me, that was special because I think a lot of times when it comes with sports, it's such a business, right? And people don't want to get to know you personally. It's just you're essentially a figure in a bigger scheme. Yes. <laughs> um, so he was quite good about that. And then I went to visit Iowa City, and I felt very comfortable. So that made me very excited. And it was, it just felt like home pretty, it sounds corny, but it was quite instant and it felt very comfortable for me so I know coming and leaving from such a um, close community I wanted to have that same feeling when I left for university and I got that vibe pretty early on. I hear that often it you know it does it when it feels like home and and then you know it's a really good fit so when yeah. you came to Iowa um, and Ron was the head coach here how many years did you play under Ron and then um, he left to take a position at Dartmouth, I believe, and Dave Diani came in. When did the coaching change um, take place during your career? So I played three seasons under Ron, um, and it was at the end of my junior year that Ron made the decision to go to Dartmouth, and we found out, I believe it was in the summer, though, going into my senior year that we found out Dave was going to take over. Very good. So I've had a chance to talk to Dave about you, and... I, you know, I kind of said, Dave, what, what was the difference with Chloe? And he said, honestly, Chloe really was a leader on in that class that really changed the direction of, of Iowa soccer. You guys were um, a part of the class that made the first um, NCAA appearance for the program and really kind of changed the course and the success of, of Iowa soccer. 
For sure. Um, we were a big class. There was 10 of us. At one time, there was 12 of us. So we were a very big class, and there was so much talent within it, um, which made it obviously very influential. At one point, I think we started about seven or eight seniors on the pitch my final year. So, you know what I mean? When you get to play with those players for four years, three years, you grow a bond, you get to know one another on the pitch, you know your strengths, their weaknesses, and it just kind of came all together. They they all have told me that you were really the catalyst um, and your, your ability to hold yourself to a really high standard um, was something that everyone has spoken to me about and that that was really infectious and you were unwavering and holding yourself to a high standard in fitness and as a, as a human being and then strength training. And then you did that with your teammates too, Chloe. Is that something that you has always come naturally to you or what do you, what do you credit that um, to? Um, for that, I would definitely say I'm just extremely competitive. I, I know you can ask any athlete, they're going to say they're competitive, but for me, it comes to a point, it, it goes too far in some levels. You know, like I, there's some people I can't play cards against. There's some people I can't play board games against because it never ends well. Um, and I just knew like there's certain things that I know I can control in my athletic career. And some of those things are fitness. Some of those are certain technical skills that I can control and I can increase on my own. So I did everything I could to gain those skills at the best level that I can possibly um, maintain them at, because I knew at the end that would help the team and it would help me further my career. Yes. And, and so by virtue of you doing those things correctly and authentically, you know, living, a high standard life, then you lead by example. I would say so for sure. And I mean, when you're surrounded with other athletes, right, they're also competitive. So they don't want you to beat them. And even in a team, like you, you want to finish top in fitness, you want to finish top in scoring, you want to get the most pass percentage. And it's good to surround yourself with people that are going to push you on a daily basis, because at the end of the day, this is a team sport, right? And you're only as strong as your weakest player and everybody everybody wants to benefit off one another and you don't want to be, you don't want to be that person that's bringing your team down. Right. So everybody tries to elevate one another to have the best outcome. <laughs> and what do you think, you know, if you look back on your career here at Iowa, what do you, how do you think you grew and how did, how did, I mean, I guess in two ways, really, how did the program advance and then how did, how did you advance personally? And then as a soccer player. Um, so growing up, I didn't have like much knowledge when it came to diet, when it came to strength and conditioning and all those little side things that you don't think about off the pitch. Like I grew up just going to training every day and doing the best I could on the pitch. Right. But when I got to Iowa, it was, it was a big news flash because I got educated in so many different things and just time management alone with classes, with um, lifting, with conditioning, with extra work. It just really teaches you how to be, a better person, an adult, essentially. And if you want to become a better athlete, it's the best place to go, really, because they're going to give you the tools that you need to become the athlete you want to be, or just in general, the person you want to be. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible what the resources we have. And I do think, you know, 18 to 22 is a huge, you know, span of four mm -hmm. years of growth in, in, in anyone's yeah. lives, especially as a student athlete. What was fulfilling for you to, you know, as you saw the program advance? Um, obviously, 
you go somewhere and you want to leave it in a better place than it was when you got there, right? And I'm happy that when I look at Iowa soccer now, I'm seeing that they're continuing their progress and it's still growing daily and they're trying to get better and they want the program like they, it's just, it's an incredible feeling to know that you left it in a good place and somebody took that and they're just increasing it and getting it to an even better place now than when you left it, right? There are so much um, exciting things happening in the program. And, and I know you, you continue to talk often with, with Dave and he told me you send video, you know, inspirational video messages to the team and kind of give them some advice. Um, I love that, Chloe. Um, it really, it sounds like it keeps you connected with, um, with the Hawkeyes. For sure. Um, the Hawkeyes were such a big part in my career. Like you were saying that I was a catalyst for them, but they were also a catalyst for me. Um, it allowed me to gain so much experience and knowledge on how to be the athlete that I am today. Um, words really can't explain it. People know that um, in America that they build top athletes, right? But when you go to a program like the University of Iowa, they build a top athlete and they give you the career you want, but they also they do it in a heartfelt way. You know what I mean? They have the best intentions for you, whether you want to be an athlete or not, they're going to try to help you succeed in whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah. When you send the videos to the, to the current team members, what are, what do you, what do you say to them? What are, what's, what's usually. A lot of times, well, a lot of times Dave was just asking for general advice, like as far as my career at Iowa, what, um, like, why did I choose to go there? Um, what's helped me to this day when I went to Iowa. And I think it's just small things that people don't realize will happen once you're at the University of Iowa and how it can help you. Um, like I didn't realize how much Iowa would help me when I was back in my hometown of Sudbury just playing club soccer. I don't think anybody really realizes how impactful it's going to be until you go through it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you and I think being able to have that perspective in hindsight, um, was so generous to then offer it up to, you know, to the current team members. Sometimes it's hard to even know to see that, but, um, yeah, I love, I love your generosity to continue to, to kind of speak to that. When, when, when you finished at Iowa, what, you know, what did you always know that you wanted to continue to play soccer and that there was another step for you? How, how did that transition go for you? Um, for me, I knew I wanted to become a professional soccer player. I just didn't know at what level I could hit. I didn't understand how my career would develop and where, where I could reach essentially. So I started out my career in Iceland and I'm really thankful that I did because there were certain coaches there that helped develop me as a player, um, in major ways that the American or Canadian game necessarily can't because when you play in North America, it's athleticism is very much emphasized. So I was lucky because I was able to really grow as an athlete when I was at Iowa and when I played in Canada. And then when I went to play in Europe, I was able to really focus on that technical aspect. And without both of those things, I wouldn't be able to be at such a big club that I am now. <laughs> and why, why Iceland? What was the, you know, the kind of, what pointed you in that direction and why did yeah. you go that route? Um, I had a few offers after I finished at Iowa, but I think it's tricky when you're coming off um, playing in a university league because the Europeans aren't very sure how that uh, 
the level how it translates yeah they don't know they don't understand what the big 10 is they don't know what the acc is they don't know how to compare it to what they're doing so i was fortunate that somebody gave me an opportunity at a very strong league in europe because in iceland it's it's a good league in a small country but it's strong yeah um, so i was fortunate for that and that's how i started <laughs> did you have to have an agent or representation to be able to mm -hmm. explain how does that process go so I had representation you don't have to when you start out but it's very helpful because they know how to navigate through these difficult channels and when you start with nothing you ask around so I asked a few older players and they were able to um, direct me towards this one agent which to this day I would not recommend this specific individual but he was able to get me to Iceland so I was fortunate to him for that yeah. <laughs> Sure, sure, sure. You learn, right? You learn. As exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a process. So, for sure. And you end up in Iceland and what you ended up, was it five years that you end up yeah. immersing yeah. yourself? And it sounded like that was actually a, a, a wonderful experience for you um, professionally and personally. Yeah, I completely fell in love with Iceland, with the culture, the people, um, the soccer. It was a fantastic experience. Uh, I gained Icelandic citizenship. Um, I learned how to speak a new language. So I'm very thankful towards Iceland. And now it's just my second home. So now I have two places to go. When football or soccer is all over, I have somewhere to go now. I have two places to go. <laughs> the Icelandic um, language can, had to be difficult to pick up. That's... Yeah, it's very, very difficult. I speak French also. I speak English and French. So I was hoping that that would help me. It definitely did not help me by, uh, it didn't help me to learn Icelandic, that's for sure. But now that I'm here in Portugal, learning Portuguese is similar to French. So the French is coming in handy here. <laughs> wow, that's mm -hmm. impressive with all of these languages, Chloe. Yes, sir. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the, the landscape. Um, so you're, you play in, in the Icelandic league and you do very, very well. As, as I understand you, as a forward, you lead in, or at least in the top of goal, scoring goals in the league. And you continue, I think, to develop. And then is Portugal like another step forward for you in your professional career where you are now? For me, so Iceland is obviously a smaller country. So there are recognized clubs there, but there aren't very gigantic clubs because of the population. It would be impossible to have a giant stadium in Iceland because it would hold like the entire country. It just doesn't make sense <laughs> financially. Um, so I was able to build my career in Iceland, just get better each year, which um, I got recognized my third season there by a few agents, but I didn't feel like I was ready yet to make that next jump. Personally, I was so in love with Iceland. I also wanted to stay there. For personal and business reasons, it was kind of a toss-up. Um, but then in my fourth season, there was an agent from Portugal, actually, that discovered me. Um, and he spoke to me, and I felt like we instantly had a good relationship, and I trusted him. Because when you're trying to find an agent, you're essentially putting your dreams and your career in their hands, which it's hard. It's hard to trust someone with something so important. Um, and I decided to stay with him and I'm still currently with him and he was able to find me big clubs within uh, Central Europe which was really exciting and that's how I ended up here now with uh, Benfica. <laughs> Very interesting and where where you are now you currently um, is it also that you have the ability to play on the championships Champions League um, yeah. yes. and, and uh, talk about that and what opportunities come from from that league. 
So this is Benfica's third year having a women's club, their first year. So when you enter a championship in any country in Europe, you have to start in the first division. And once you win the first division, you can go to the premier. So their first year, I wasn't a part of that. But last year I joined when they were in the premier because they won the first division and then they entered their premier league in Portugal. And then last year we ended up winning um, the championship within the league. So when you win and you're number one, you get to go and represent Portugal or whatever country you're playing in. So now we're going to represent Portugal in the Champions League. So exciting, Chloe. And you continue to have huge success. What, how, how are you continuing to move forward with your game and grow as a soccer player? Um, at, because at every level, you've continued to you know, be one of the leading scorers um, as you've kind of progressed professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been fortunate because I've definitely surrounded myself with um, very good athletes and I think when you surround yourself with people that inspire you and motivate you on a daily basis it also pushes you for me um, my teammates and coaches are definitely my biggest motivation because without them I wouldn't be able to get better because they challenge me on a daily basis and I think I've reached top levels at the leagues I've played in and then I've chosen to go on when it's the right time Mm -hmm. for a new challenge so I was able to figure that out and know when the best times were for my individual growth as a player and so far it's been working out. (laughs) How what are the long-term goals that you have then how do you how do you see your career progressing because are you are you 27 years old now? I'm 27 yeah. 27. Uh, For me Champions League has always been a very big dream so I'm Really looking forward to that next week. That's going to be my first time, the debut in the Champions League. Um, and where are you guys going for that? Um, we're going to play a Greek club called Kawak. Okay. Um, so we're going to see how that goes. And if we play well, it should be fine. So fingers crossed. <laughs> okay, that's exciting. That you're, so we're obviously still having the games go on, even though we're in the pandemic. I assume you do not have spectators and you guys are in medical protocols, but you're making it work, it sounds like. Yeah, so we in Portugal, we've been getting um, COVID tested weekly, pretty much um, to play, but we have no spectators in the stadium. Um, anytime we take a flight, we have to obviously have a, a negative COVID test and that's how we've been going forward. But I know this Greek club that we're going to play, the league has not been able to go forth this season. They have a little bit of a different timeline than we do, though. But they will be COVID tested before playing us if they want to play in Champions League. So they've been doing a good job as far as trying to make sure everyone stays safe while playing. Yeah. And I can I can see that Champions League and being able to have this experience is incredibly exciting. And I hope it continues to be able to, you know, have the green light to keep, keep competing. What, what, what do you see, you know, over the next course of two to three years um, in terms of of what your goals might be in your path? uh, That's that's tricky right now because of COVID, but um, for me, it's just about growing as an individual and making sure that the team that I keep representing improves season by season. Um, and I'm kind of taking it on a daily basis, honestly, because of what's happening. COVID has really changed soccer in many ways, and especially in the professional level, because at the end of the day, European football is a business. Yeah. <laughs> so they have to look at the financial aspects of it. Um, so hopefully things start looking up as far as that goes. <laughs> we all, yeah, I can sympathize with that. That's how we all, we all feel in, in, 
looking at, you know, the business side of things, the other thing that I think maybe your agent has helped you with and your, your success on the field has helped you with is being able to secure a really, um, high level endorsement from New Balance. How, how, congratulations on that. And how did that come about? And um, tell us a little bit about the business side of it all. Um, yeah, for sure. So some, especially in women's sports, representation and sponsorships are so important because depending where you're playing, if you're on a smaller club, I'm sure salaries really waver. Um, but with Benfica, so Benfica is one of the major sponsors of Adidas. Adidas is one of the biggest um, representatives for Benfica. And when I was playing early on here in the season, we were maybe three or four games in. It was going very well. I scored quite a few goals. And then New Balance approached me. And it was, it was just super exciting because I didn't see it coming, especially at such an early stage. I thought maybe later on while being here, but it happened very early on and they trusted that I would continue doing well and they thought that I could represent their brand in such a, in a great way. And um, I was very excited and honored that they would sign me as an athlete. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. And mm -hmm. I, I know you have a, obviously a responsibility with an endorsement like that for, you know, on the field and off the field um, responsibilities. And I know New Balance has a lot of choices and they can, you know, have a lot of people come in and represent their brand. How has this experience been for you? And what, what do you feel like you can bring to New Balance? It's just, it's just really cool that you don't have to buy your own boots, that you don't have to buy your own clothes. And there's these people that give you this awesome gear, right? It's like when you get to Iowa, you get all this free gear and it's super exciting. Um, it's the same except here you get to choose and they kind of specialize in certain ways, the way that they know you like to dress. Um, and I think I can represent them very well for New Balance football because in Portugal last season, top scorer of the league, which was fantastic for the brand and for myself. Um, but yeah. that's awesome. I, you know, I think, I think those types of, of, of brand, um, endorsements are awesome for you, but it's also wonderful that New Balance um, selects a young woman and, and promotes them. You know, I think the publicity that uh, other young girls that are playing soccer see when they can kind of identify with you, it makes, it makes an impact well beyond the game that you're playing, Chloe. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's really, really cool. And that has to be, you know, obviously the, the shoes and the gear is super fun. But I think it also, when I heard about this, I said it, it, it's giving you a larger platform um, by which to kind of make an impact um, on some of the other younger fans in, in soccer. No, it's very cool. And it's, it's exciting to represent a brand that's very young in um, European football. New Balance is they might've been making football shoes now for about three, four years. And it, they're take, they're making major strides and they're already starting to compete with Adidas and Nike and they're so new and they're taking other, a lot many female athletes in soccer and track and field, uh, volleyball, futsal, and so many sports. And it's cool to see that they're choosing female athletes over certain male athletes. You know what I mean? I think it says a lot about the brand. Very much so. Yeah, no, very, very, very cool. And so when I, you know, when I think about the projection of your professional career and the exciting things that are happening um, with you, I also can see, like we had said earlier, the rise of, of Iowa soccer. Um, we, there's just two weeks ago, there was uh, an exciting announcement that yeah. 
very generous anonymous donor um, had, had, had given money to be able to start a new locker room office, training room facility. Um, have you been able to see the drawings and been in touch with the, uh, with the team about this exciting announcement? I did. I watched the video. Yeah. I watched the video and the drawing that was super cool. Um, the athletes that are going to get to use those facilities are very, very fortunate because they're definitely top class from what I saw. And the, this generous donor the alumni are thankful, the current athletes, I'm sure, very thankful in the future ones because it's going to make a difference for the program in so many ways. I can't even imagine, really. <laughs> it, really exciting, and I know that the players and the coaches are excited, and it sounds like they could be in there as soon as next fall, um, which, which would be a, a, an awesome turnaround for such a great facility. Iowa soccer is hoping to... Um, start this spring, which is an untraditional schedule, obviously not being able to play this fall in the Big Ten soccer, but they're, you know, looking forward to train and get ready for for the spring. Do you continue to follow them? And what do, what do you see on the horizon uh, for Iowa soccer as they start kind of an untraditional spring spring season? I mean, I think it, I don't think that changing it into the spring is going to change, um, the, out the outcome of the games, right? I think Dave is doing a great job growing the program there. And I think the athletes that are coming in are only getting better and better, um, whether you play in the fall or the spring. If anything, they get more time to prep. <laughs> so no excuses for those Iowa soccer players. Um, but I think it's great that they're trying to play it out, especially with what's happened. The seniors, the juniors, the ones that are later in their careers at the university obviously want to play. They want to get games. Um, so I think this is great that they're trying to follow through with it. I think it'll be exciting this spring with so many teams competing at once. There's going to be a buzz um, and we're just hoping everybody can stay healthy and um, we can still, you know, have a green light to move ahead with the competition. Yeah. We would, have you been able to come back and visit Iowa City since you've been away, Chloe? I have not. Um, my schedule has been quite crazy. When I get time off, it's usually about two weeks to a month. So I try to squish as much family time as I can in there, um, especially with traveling. Like I have family in Iceland as well. Um, my goddaughter's there, so I have to go to Iceland. And I also have to go to Canada. So I'm bouncing around quite a bit in such a short time span. But I do plan. I have some friends getting married. So I do plan on making an appearance very soon, hopefully when this new facility is ready. <laughs> well, that, would be, that would be perfect. We would... I know so many people here that would love to see you in person and uh, you could definitely check out the new facility next fall. Um, I've, I'm, I'm so impressed with all that you've accomplished and the impact you had here while you were playing at Iowa and your impact as you continue in the professional ranks and with an awesome New Balance endorsement. Um, and it sounds like you've got a big game next week. So good luck um, when you guys Thanks have so to see. Yeah, I'm... I'm so thankful you took some time. I know you're managing practice and all your obligations with the club, but Chloe, thanks for taking some time to speak with us on Herky's Voice today. Uh, thanks so much for thinking of me and I've had a great time. <laughs> all right, good luck to you. Go Hawks. Thank you so much. Go Hawks. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this Herky's Voice conversation. The mission of the Herkes program is to help our Hawkeye community learn, support, and engage with Iowa women's athletics. 
To learn more about the Herkies Initiative, visit herkies.hawkeyesports.com. A special thank you to Jane Oswald, Chris Brewer, Matt Nelson, and all of the Herkies staff. If you have questions or comments about today's conversation, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to email me at sasha-mid at uiowa.edu. Thanks for listening and go Hawks.